Hey guys, Alana Terry here. Welcome to the Successful Writer Podcast. This is a recording of a webinar I did that talks about the difference between Amazon ads, Facebook ads, and BookBub ads. So we've been talking quite a bit about ads and what I wanted to share here are some of the differences and the personalities of each of these three main ad platforms and questions that you can ask yourself to know which platform is a good fit for you based on your goals, your budget, your experience, and things like that. So enjoy. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey guys, this is Alana Terry. I want to say a huge welcome to those of you who are here. So we're going to be taking some time to be talking about Facebook ads, Amazon ads, and BookBub ads, and the difference between these three platforms, how they can work together. It's going to be fun. We're gonna throw some humor in here. It's not gonna be just cut and dry ads, ads, ads. So super quick, I just wanna talk about some of the reasons why I really do love ads. I know some authors either treat them as kind of um, a necessary evil, and some authors treat them as a guilt trip, like I know I should be doing this, but I, I don't do it as much, almost like you know flossing teeth or something like that. I really enjoy the ad side of it for multiple reasons. First of all, we've got three kids. Um, in a couple months, we're gonna have a 13-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a nine-year-old. So right now, the, right now they're all odd. But anyway, three growing boys who eat a whole lot, and the fact that I'm running ads means that I'm able to keep food on the table for my family. That is quite important. Also, uh, to take things a little bit more on a deeper level, I've always had the desire to impact the world through my books. I've been able to partner with a great organization that is rescuing North Korean refugees, and my readers have partnered with me in multiple fundraisers. So we've raised, I think, over $25,000 now for this organization. Another thing I love about ads, and, and you might be totally different, I do all my ads longhand, first of all. I do not like Excel spreadsheets, so all my data is longhand, and I find it super ridiculously crazy relaxing. So if I'm having a stressful day, or if I'm struggling with um, like a plot hole, I'll actually make myself a cup of coffee, pull out my ads notebook and my calculator, put on some music and analyze my ads. I totally get not everybody finds ads this relaxing, but I'm at least hoping that my enthusiasm for ads is going to wear off on you at least a little. Another really cool thing that I like about ads, this is the comment section from one of my Facebook ads that I'm running for one of my books. A lot of my ads have been running long enough that, you know, we're up to comments in the seven or 800 um, number range. And it's just really nice, a nice way to connect with readers, get some validation. Having these comments is also good, good social proof so that when these ads run, other people can see, yeah, other people like these books too. So super quick, we are talking about ads and we're talking specifically about the difference between Facebook ads, BookBub ads, and Amazon ads. But what I want to know right now is go back to your high school days. What were you like? Because we're going to be tying each of these ad platforms into what kind of high school girlfriend you might have had way back in the day, or maybe for some of you who are younger, not so much back in the day. I was ridiculously crazy shy. And so I don't think anybody who knew me in high school would be surprised that I am an author now, but I think everybody who knew me in high school would be surprised that I'm 
into marketing that I love seeing my bottom line grow, love selling books, love diving into the financial side of it, and that I love teaching others in courses and venues like this, just because I was so ridiculously shy, had almost no confidence. Um, so that was me in high school. And what we're going to be talking about now ad platforms were your high school girlfriend my little asterisk here is just a disclaimer this is all just for fun guys everybody knows high school could be like super crazy mean stereotypes are bad all right we're just gonna lay that out there right now stereotypes are bad sometimes they're funny though so we are talking about some of the high school stereotypes talking about these ads but no offense meant to anybody whatsoever all right <clears throat> Facebook ads can spend a lot of your money, which can be good when you're ready to scale up, but can also be a little scary when you're just starting out. Facebook ads are also a little bit intimidating to figure out at the beginning. I often, like if you were to come to me and say, hey, which ad platform should I start with? If you're coming from no experience whatsoever, I would say probably best to start with Amazon ads because the Facebook ad dashboard is kind of intimidating. With Facebook, appearances matter a lot. So you need pre-graphics, you need to be very much kind of all out there and kind of that that confident vibe is really going to take you far in facebook ads and they i'd say out of all the platforms they're probably the dashboard that requires the most attention so there are some places where you can set up an ad and just assume that it's going to work for you for a while facebook ads especially if you're to the point where you're scaling up and you know spending over a hundred dollars a day or something it can take a little bit more attention to make sure that things still are working well for you. For all of these reasons, this is why Facebook ads, if they were your high school girlfriend, would be the homecoming queen. Again, this is all just stereotypes, just for fun. I was actually a cheerleader in high school, even though I was like the least um, outgoing person in the world at the time. But anyway, for all the reasons we talked about above, I just thought it would be fun to, to pinpoint Facebook ads as Miss Homecoming Queen. And so let's dive into some of Facebook ads strengths and weaknesses. So Facebook ads come in really great when you are ready to scale up. So I'd say for all the major ads platforms that we're talking about today, which is Amazon, BookBub, and Facebook, Facebook ads are the ones that are going to most easily scale up so that if you get something that works well, you can set it at 100 a day or something. You can always start smaller and should start smaller, but when you're ready to scale up, Facebook is a great way to scale up. Facebook ads are also great if you're going really, really niche. And so, for example, if you write in a very categorized topic, so let's say you write cozy mysteries that have to do with gardeners who fall in love with bakers who own cat clinics. You can actually target people who like baking, um, gardening, and cats, and mysteries, right? You can, you can find an audience and tell Facebook to find you an audience who like all four of those things. So it, you can get very specific with Facebook ads. So if you run Amazon ads for comparison, like you could target a category with Amazon ads, but you could, you could go to maybe cozy mystery. And that's as specific as you could get with those. With Facebook ads, like I said, you can go really, really deep into your targeting. You also can target your own readers, which is great. So you can target people who have been to your own website, target people who are on your mailing list. This is a really good strategy to use. And it's also great for finding new readers because Facebook is 
just such a huge audience that it's really hard to run out of people who are potential readers, whereas something like BookBub, BookBub is great, and we'll be talking about that pretty soon, but it's a, it's a much smaller audience size. So, you know, eventually your ads are just going to run out of people for BookBub to show it to, and you have to kind of give it new content. Facebook, there's so many people that it's almost an infinite audience size. It isn't quite, but it's almost. Some of the weaknesses of Facebook are some of the things you already talked about. It can be more complicated. It's also the one that requires the most just testing and tweaking because there are so many different variables with Amazon ads for comparison. You don't need your own graphic because the cover is your graphic with Facebook ads. You know, there are different images to test, different headlines, different text. So it can be a little bit more complex. It also does take a little bit more of a hands-on approach to make sure that you're not just totally wasting your money. And the um, the accounting can be a little harder to track. You can, from Facebook side of it, attach your Amazon affiliate tag to your links, and that's one way that you can track sales. That can be harder, though, if you're advertising to some of the international stores, for example. It can also be harder if you're wanting to stay in 100% compliance with the Amazon affiliate terms of service. You're not supposed to use your tags to do uh, paid click ads. And so it's a little harder to know exactly what sales are coming from your Facebook ads. So that can be another weakness. When you wanna use Facebook ads, I, to be honest, Facebook ads are my favorite. That's probably why I'm talking about them first. Um, so even in spite of some of these weaknesses and warnings, I, I love them because the audience size is so great. You can scale up. They work really well, like I said, for launches to launch to your own audience. They can also be a great way to validate different blurbs or different covers. So for example, I released a new book two weeks ago and I sent Facebook ads to my newsletter and I ran three different descriptions that I thought might all be compelling blurbs. And I found the one that got the best click through rate. And that's what I ended up adapting for my Amazon sales blurb. So you also get some good data in addition to sales. Facebook ads also work well when you just want to kind of continually be reaching new readers. So it's great for targeting a warm audience but it's also great to be running in the background to sell your backlist books as well. It's a really great way to do that. Let's move on now to Amazon ads. Amazon ads can be a little more unpredictable because sometimes they'll turn on and sometimes they won't. And it's really hard to know. So to compare with Facebook, with a Facebook ad, if you set a Facebook ad for $20 a day, Facebook is gonna spend your $20 a day either until you die and the, or the world ends or you turn that ad off. Facebook will just keep on spending your money. Same thing if you tell them to spend $2,000 a day. I've never gotten a budget that big, but if I did, I could tell them to spend $2,000 a day. They would find a way to spend my $2,000 a day. Amazon ads, your ad spend's gonna fluctuate a ton. So one of the good things about Amazon ads is you're only paying when someone clicks on your ad, but that also means there's no way to really predict. So it's unpredictable. Sometimes they turn on, sometimes they don't, but when they do work, they're gonna work really reliably. So going back to our high school girlfriend analogy, this, these are the reasons why I have decided to name Amazon ads your on again, off again, 
high school sweetheart, right? When they work, they work great. When they don't work, it's like they're just not there. They're not showing to anybody. So let's dive into some of the just strengths and weaknesses of Amazon ads. Amazon ads are great because people are already on Amazon and they're almost always on the Kindle store in Amazon. So people are already looking for books. Whereas with Facebook, for example, people aren't logging on to Facebook to say, gee, I wonder what I should read next, right? They're, they're wanting to see pictures of cats or they want to know what their, you know, next door neighbor from kindergarten had for breakfast that morning or things like that. So the Amazon ads are great because people are already on the Amazon platform. You're going to get a lot higher in general. You're going to get a lot higher sales conversion rate. So for Amazon ads, for my books, it takes me seven to 10 clicks usually to make one sale. With Facebook ads, it's taking me usually like 25 clicks to make a sale for those same books. So you can see that even if Amazon ads are a little bit more costly per click, which they are, it's really nice because more of those clicks are going to turn into sales. So if you want to ask me just Alana, I don't need all this information. I don't need to see high school girlfriends. I don't need to talk about stereotypes and clicks. Which one's going to make me the most money? I would probably say Amazon ads will have the, for, for most people, and again, this varies by genre and other things like that. Amazon ads are likely going to be your most profitable, but I want to caution you against only using Amazon ads for a couple reasons. So, like I said, it's very unpredictable which of your Amazon ads are going to turn on and which are just going to kind of sit there not showing to anybody. And so it's important to, I think Amazon ads are a great place to start, but I also feel like they work best when you do them in conjunction with others. So what I like doing a lot is I like setting up my Amazon ads and then immediately running some Facebook ads and getting some sales through Facebook. And what I've found is that my books that are already selling um, copies each day, those Amazon ads I set up are more likely to turn on. And so that's one way I have found that has helped me to scale up my Amazon ads is to use Facebook ads, ironically, to get some sales going at the beginning. And those seem to give Amazon a little nudge. It tells them, hey, these books are already selling. I bet they'll sell even more if we run Amazon ads to them. Um, another reason that I don't um, encourage people to, to just run Amazon ads, I think they're a great place to start, but I encourage you not to rely solely on them just because your ad spend is going to fluctuate so much from month to month that, again, it becomes pretty unpredictable. Like I said, I can go into my Facebook ads dashboard and know exactly how much money they're going to spend by midnight tonight based on the budgets I've given them. Based on some of the math I've done in the past, I have a decent feel for about how many books that means I'm going to sell. And I can just keep those numbers and expect them to remain fairly steady. Whereas with Amazon ads, if, you, if I were to open up my dashboard and show you the graph, it's just kind of all over the place. Like some, some days they spend 20 bucks, sometimes they spend 250 bucks. So again, because it's so unpredictable, it's, it's not one that I recommend that you rely on solely. Although I do think that they're a great place to start. So going back to some of the strengths, we talked about the higher conversion rate. We talked about the fact that readers are already there on Amazon. You can also target other authors. So with Facebook, I talked about how you can target by interest, you know, going back to that gardening, baking, 
cozy mystery with cats or whatever it was I mentioned. With, um, with Amazon ads, one of the cool things you can do are find the, the sub-niche authors that are a lot like yours. So targeting can get pretty specific for Amazon ads as well. So if you were to go on Facebook, so I write Christian Suspense, there are maybe like five Christian Suspense authors that I can target on Facebook. These are authors who have been around since I was like a teenager in general. There's really not, um, you know, there's not indies to target or things like that. With Amazon ads, you can go and target somebody who just published their very first book this morning, right? You could have your, your books there. Another strength that we can mention about Amazon ads is it's great for brand awareness. This is one reason why I highly encourage everybody to target yourself in your Amazon ads so that when people go to one of your sales pages, that they will see your books as sponsored products. It's helpful not only because, you know, you want people to click on your books and, and buy your books and not somebody else's books. I mean, that's part of it. But it's also really great just for brand recognition. You know, if it takes X number of times for someone to see your book cover before they buy, it can't hurt to have your book cover showing to people even if they don't click right there. So Amazon ads are really good for brand awareness. There's some neat targeting options when it comes down to sub-niche kinds of things. They do work best when you already have some organic sales coming in. So think of it kind of like also bought. So you know how when you release a brand new book, it takes, you know, a day or two of sales data before Amazon's going to show the also bought section. Amazon ads are kind of like that. Their, their AI is always working, <clears throat> excuse me, to figure out who your best readers are going to be. <clears throat> and your best buyers. And so it works best if you already have some people who have purchased your books so that that can kind of feed data into the algorithm, which again is another reason why I kind of like to do start my Amazon ads, but then immediately run a few Facebook ads to that. Um, I think that covers what I like about Amazon ads. So let's dive into BookBub ads. We're not talking about feature deals. We're just talking about the, you know, the BookBub click ads. BookBub ads are the only way that you're targeting people who only want books, right? So Facebook, people don't aren't looking for books at all. Amazon, yeah, some people might be looking for books, but other people are going to be looking for socks and underwear and groceries and, you know, notebooks and things like that. BookBub ads are just for readers. So that's pretty cool. And they are very rabid readers. So for example, when somebody buys book one, in one of my series from an ad on Facebook, I know that about anywhere from five to 10% of those people are going to it will go and immediately buy book two. So I'm not talking about people who buy book one, read to the end, and then eventually buy book two. That's too hard to track. But they click on the Facebook ad, they see book one, they also go and buy book two. Um, that's anywhere from five to 10% coming from Facebook. With BookBub, I've had a couple campaigns where as many as like 20% of the people who clicked and bought book one bought other books in the series, um, all the way through a nine book series. So these are, you know, the whale readers, the kind of core rabid readers that we're all looking for. It's pretty amazing. So going back to kind of the, the high school girlfriend analogy, these BookBub ads are great for finding these super, super loyal readers. The dashboard does look simple, at first glance, it is it is complex, not to set up, but just to get it working the best. Um, 
so Amazon ads, you kind of, you set them up and you make a few tweaks maybe, and then they just go. Facebook ads, if you want to do them really well, take a ton of tweaking. BookBub ads, it looks deceptively simple to set up, but it's not quite as simple to get the graphics and the text just right to get the highest click-through rates. But once you find something that works, you're going to find this small but super enthusiastic audience. It's especially great for targeting readers outside of the Kindle store, targeting readers outside of the U.S. These people that sometimes, readers that can be marginalized, right? Obviously, Amazon ads are only targeted to Amazon buyers, and it's really hard to advertise outside of the Amazon.com store. Um, Facebook ads, you can target people in other countries, um, but BookBub ads, you can get super specific. You can tell BookBub, hey, I want you to run this ad to Australian readers who read on Kobo devices, and BookBub's going to do that. It's a smaller audience, but it can be super targeted, all right? So the BookBub ads, I'm relating to the goth girl who's kind of strange, but also really cool once you get to know her. And so BookBub ads, I would say most people, if they're saying, yeah, what are the ads I need to be running if I want to be successful as an author? People are going to mention Facebook and Amazon ads pretty regularly. I think BookBub ads can kind of be this forgotten segment, you know, talking about marginalized audiences, especially for the non-Amazon stores outside of the U.S. It can be a great way to find some of these readers. So let's talk about the strengths and weaknesses of BookBub ads. So the strengths, like I said, is finding, yes, you, you definitely can. Like, let's say you're in KU and the bulk of your readers are in the U.S. You totally can have great success targeting Kindle U.S. readers. But you also, if you're wide, can branch out and have direct access to people. None of the other platforms do this nearly as well as BookBub. So like, for example, with Facebook, you can say, okay, find me people who like these authors and read from Nook. You can do that but BookBub just does it way better. <laughs> and so it's great for gaining traction in the wide stores. And the other really cool thing about the wide stores is it doesn't take a ton of sales to get visibility in the, high, in the wide stores. So if you think about how many books you need to sell to get like in the top thousand in the Kindle store, the Kindle US store, you know, we're talking about like in a day, probably at least... I don't know, it's been, a, it's been a little while since I did a bookmobile. We're talking about, you know, hundreds to thousands of sales, right, to get into the top thousand in the Kindle store. But you can gain visibility in your genre in the wide stores with just a super small fraction of that number because it is a smaller audience pool that you're, um, that you're talking to. Some of the weaknesses of BookBub ads, um, like we like we talked about, one of the weaknesses is the dashboard. Like it looks really simple. Like I could walk, I could share my screen, walk you through a screen share, and have an ad set up in like a minute and a half. But I don't know if it's just that BookBub readers are maybe they're probably just very particular. Would be my guess. So it's it's harder to get clicks. It takes more tweaking to get um, better clicks. So for example, on Facebook, I aim for anywhere from like a three and a half to over 5% click-through rate of people who see my ads and go on to click. I've worked with authors who have like click-through rates in the teens on Facebook. Whereas with BookBub, it's, it can be hard to get even over 2% click-through rate. 
So it's just, it, it takes more patience, more testing. It looks like it should be a lot simpler to set up your ads and it's simple to set them up. It's just a little bit harder to know exactly what your readers are going to want to be able to pinpoint them exactly. But uh, going back to the strengths of BookBub, you know, we're talking about these whale readers. We're talking about these readers who are way more likely to purchase and devour your entire series. Um, so that's great, especially so when when they work best, they do work really well for uh, free and discount books as well as new releases. So if you think about whale readers, you know, people who are typically reading a book a day, for example, they want what's new and they want what's cheap. And so it can be a little harder. It definitely is possible to promote full price books on BookBub ads. I, I for sure do that even more so than I do. I don't do many 99 or free things right now. But it is, um, if especially if you are doing 99 cent or free, BookBub's a great place to go because if you think of somebody who's reading a dozen books a week, they want what's new, free, and cheap, right? Um, so they work really well for that. They also work, like I said, if you're trying to gain traction in some of the wide stores. And BookBub ads have a pretty neat tie-in to Facebook ads. So one of the things that I like to do is put a pixeled tracker on my BookBub links and then build an audience of those. And so when people, I use reader links to do this. When people click on my reader link, it takes them to the store that they want to go to, the Amazon store or the Kobo store or whatever. But then I target them on Facebook and create a mini audience of those people so that I can run Facebook ads. So someone might click on my BookBub ad on Tuesday and on Friday, I can show them an ad for either the same book or a book in a similar genre, things like that. So this is another way that these ad platforms really do just work well together. Um, and so that's another reason why I don't recommend, I do recommend that you start with one, get good at it, but then I also recommend that you you find other platforms. Like I said, Facebook is my favorite, but I wouldn't want to rely just on Facebook because Facebook is always changing. Their algorithm's always changing. Some people have their Facebook ads accounts deactivated because Facebook says you're not in compliance, but they're not really good at explaining why. So I would say don't bother starting to learn all of these at once, master one, but then once you've got one mastered, I think it's a really good idea to add these other platforms to your learning because they really all do work together. So we're wrapping up. Those were the kind of the personalities of the different ads dashboards, but I wanted to give just um, a little overview. You can kind of think of this as like a flow chart. So if you say, okay, here's what I've got. These are my sales goals. Which ad platform should I be focusing on right now? Um, we could talk through some of that. So I just want to go over some of the questions that you can ask yourself to know where you should be focusing the bulk of your ads attention. So one thing to ask yourself, are you looking at launching or are you looking at kind of evergreen strategies? Because the difference is going to vary a decent amount. So for example, when I have a new book on BookBub, I talked about how like BookBub readers love something new because they're always looking for more. So I, if I'm launching a book on BookBub, I'm going to bid a little bit higher and have a wider audience and, you know, want them to spend that bid money pretty soon. If when I'm off of the launch phase though, and running evergreen ads on BookBub for books that I've published like five years ago, 
what I do is I set really low bids. And so my cost per click can remain pretty low. The ads are still showing, but not at the, you know, not as aggressively, which is fine with me because nothing's time sensitive about them. So that's one question. Are you doing a launch or are you doing something evergreen? Amazon ads, because of their unpredictability, I wouldn't rely solely on those to get a launch because you never know if they're going to turn on or not. Facebook ads can be great for a launch because you can target your newsletter subscribers, you can target your warm readers, you can accrue that social proof. Um, other questions you should ask? A big one for me was just how much design work do I want to work on and invest in? That's why I started with Amazon ads because I didn't want to be making graphics. I was intimidated by that. Um, so with Amazon ads, you don't have to make any graphics at all. Your cover is your graphic. BookBub ads, you can have a template that they'll let you use where all you do is you, you upload your book cover and they make a little graphic based off of that. It's in most cases not as effective as making your own graphic, but it's, it's a great place to start. And then Facebook is all about the graphics. However, I was happy to find that my readers at least, and I think this probably does vary across the genre, but I've done a ton of testing with Facebook ads. My readers are fine clicking on just a stock image of something that kind of represents the book. So usually I'm just uploading a stock image and not doing a ton of tweaking to it, which I appreciate. But again, if you love doing the graphics and stuff, then you're, you'd be fine with any of these platforms and you'd probably prefer something like Facebook where you can be way more graphics oriented as opposed to Amazon where you don't do anything with the graphics. Um, you know, another big question is, are you in KDP Select or are you, are you wide? If you're wide, definitely BookBub ads are hands down just the best place to be able to really specifically target the wide readers. Um, if you're in KU, Amazon ads make a ton of sense. The dashboard's frustrating because they don't show you what page reads you're getting as a result of your ads. But since you're looking for people who are only reading on Amazon, it makes sense to be doing Amazon ads. Um, I Oh, another one to think about is just what, what's your budget? And are you trying to scale up and how fast do you want to scale up? So with all of these platforms, you can start with very cheap daily budgets, like um, one to five dollars a day. Right? I think Facebook for some types of campaigns, you need to start with five dollars a day. That's the lowest you can go. But, you know, for um, Amazon and BookBub, you could go, you could do 25 cents a day. I, I don't think that's going to do a whole lot for you, but you could. So, you know, one question to ask yourself, is just do I want to be real conservative? with my ads money. And then if your goal is to scale, like I said, Facebook is, is really by far the best for scaling. BookBub's a little harder to scale just because their audience size is, um, is not as large. So they only show your ad to the same reader up to four times. You definitely can like copy your ad and show it to the exact same people again, but it might become less effective. So if you're wanting to scale up, Facebook is for sure the way to go. So I think the most I do right now, I have some Facebook ads that I'll start at like 100 to $125 a day. I know of authors who are going even higher than that for their daily budgets. Um, but that happens after the testing and you know after you start at the smaller budgets. But when you get to the point where you do have a higher ads budget and want to spend more with it, Facebook is, is probably the best way to go there. Another question to ask yourself is just how hands-on do you want to be? Um, I would say if you just want to set something up and hope it works, 
I would probably recommend Amazon ads and um, BookBub ads take a little bit more testing if you want to make them work really well. Uh, they're not hard to set up. They're very simple to set up, but to get it to where you're getting, you know, that two or three or higher percent click-through rate takes in general more testing. Facebook ads, you could test and tweak forever. So if you do like being really hands-on, like I said, for me, this is relaxing. It uses a different part of my brain than writing. So I'm totally fine spending time doing those sorts of things. But if you wanted to be more hands-off, I would recommend something like Amazon ads, BookBub to a lesser extent, Facebook. Again, those tends to take just a little bit more babysitting as well as more testing to get going well. So those are just different questions that you can be asking yourself just based on your goals, based on what's going on. Another kind of point to consider is are you promoting a series or a standalone? Um, for all of these platforms, it's going to be easier to recoup your money if you're promoting like book one in a series, just because clicks on each of these platforms are getting more expensive. So like two years ago, you could get five cent or 10 cent clicks. That's a lot more unheard of right now. Um, so right now, like Facebook clicks for me are in the like 25 to 30 cent range and Amazon clicks are in the like 40 to 50 cent range just to give you a feel. So it's with um, clicks that high, it is easier to make profit if you're promoting um, a series. If, if you just have a standalone, I would say maybe Amazon might be a better way, a better place to start. If you're, if you're promoting a standalone and you're very concerned about ROI and making sure that you're you know, you're gaining back all that money because like I said, in general, Amazon's going to be the place where you're going to most likely get the highest sales conversion because people are already there looking for books. So now that we've covered these ads dashboards and the pros and cons of each and things like that, now I want to tell you about the author ads experience. This is three of my courses on ads. So you get the ads for authors course library, which has a full course on Facebook ads, full course on Amazon ads. It's got a course on BookBub ads. So you get lifetime access to those courses to do at whatever pace you're comfortable with. And then for the author ads experience, I'm also opening up enrollment so that you can get three months of live trainings, live recordings, live Q&As. So basically, we're going to be going through the material in these courses together, as well as giving you even more kind of up to the minute um, updates just about the different platforms because they do change all the time. So that's the author ads experience. You can get there by going to courses.alonitary.com slash experience. The enrollment for the first wave is going to close on August 15th. So just a couple more days to get in there. I really hope that you can come join us. And I hope it's a real blessing and encouragement to you. Again, that's courses.alanaterry.com slash experience to get into the author ads experience. You're going to get immediate instant access to my Amazon course, my BookBub ads course, as well as my Facebook ads course, and those you have access to forever. Um, and then you're also going to get the three months of group coaching, live trainings, Q&As, all of this. So I am so excited and I really hope you join us at courses.alanaterry.com 
slash experience. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. I hope this information has been really helpful for you and we will talk to you later.